This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Hour number two of Spears and Ali presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Text ESPN Tucson to 95938 to join our mobile ESPN Tucson club where you'll get updates from us about events, deals, contests, and alerts you need to know about. Message data rates may apply. We have a Todd Holthaus, Pima women's basketball coach, joining us uh, in about five minutes or so. Uh, we, will, we will discuss the latest in the NBA, talk about Pau Gasol's jersey retirement last night, and also get into uh, Kevin Durant's first home game with the Phoenix Suns tonight against Oklahoma City. It's going to be bonkers. Oklahoma City with a... Uh... Big win last night over the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I think the Suns are going to come out and just mm-hmm. dominate tonight. But we've gone an hour of the show. You haven't mentioned the fact that Anthony Davis went for 30 and 23 last night. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. Oh, Believe me, our saved, second segment. Saving it for dessert. Yeah, it's going right. to be it's going to be great. We'll we'll talk about it. Hey, Lakers, the ninth seed. Just saying, they're climbing. They're climbing. And they're doing it without without LeBron James. And Andrew, anytime I talk about the Lakers, plays the X-Files music because I'm a delusional Lakers fan, and I always have conspiracy theories with the team. So You, you do. Yeah, there's a documentary crew filming everything. Like LeBron's injury, like 20 years from now, we're going to see LeBron's injury, this whole situation, them trying to play themselves into the playoffs. It's all going to be a part of like a Last Dance-style documentary. Does your head get hot? Sometimes, with the, all the tinfoil on tin my head. Foil, yeah, the tinfoil hat <laughs> that you wear. I just wonder, like... You laugh now. But later on in life, we're all going to look back on this documentary and be like, man, remember when we all thought Russell Westbrook just ruined the Lakers and then he traded him? And then we became champions. How about that, man? What a year that was. Hey, man, as a Laker fan, I'm all for it, but I'm uh, more of a practical guy. Listen, they, <laughs> the, yeah. the trade they made, Rod Palinka, their general manager, actually did a pretty good job. They brought in some really good uh, and interesting pieces around AD and LeBron James. We'll see. I mean... LeBron's gonna come back, and then they're gonna have to have some time together on the court, and they're gonna be hard to. They're gonna be a good team. I, I do like the component parts. I, I'm 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 a little bit in. You're believing. One, I got one foot in. I got a tinfoil uh, beanie on. I'm a believer. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It's not a hat, but it's a it's a visor. I got it's a visor, tinfoil visor. <laughs> it's a headband. Yeah. Tinfoil headband. I look like Paul Diaz. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, ESPN Tucson invites you to the All In for Autism Day on Saturday, April 15th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Rieto Racetrack. Fun family activities, food trucks, resource fair, school and camp fair, entertainment and prizes. And this is brought to you by the Autism Society of Southern Arizona. Get your tickets and all the information at ESPNTucson.com. All right, Ali, before uh, we speak with Todd Holtost, Pac-12 tournament starts today. We will figure out who Arizona will be playing. It'll be either Stanford or Utah. The 7-10 matchup will take on the second-seeded Wildcats. And for Arizona, they're not going to have any issue getting up for this game because both teams beat Arizona earlier in the season. Stanford uh, beat Arizona in Palo Alto for the first time since... Russ Pinnell was the head coach for the Wildcats. Yeah, Arizona has always gone up to Stanford and taken care of business in Palo Alto. Uh, but Stanford got the advantage this time around. Azul Tubelas got into foul trouble, finished in single digits for the first time this season. 
That was his worst game out of the year. Uh, so Stanford beat Arizona. Azulis Tubelis had his worst game. And also Azulis Tubelis, maybe some would say, got snubbed for Pac-12 Player of the Year, led the conference in rebounding and points. I understand Jaime Jaquez, but if Arizona plays against Stanford, expect a big-time performance from Azulis Tubelis. And then I look at the Utah game, Ali. I almost put an asterisk next to that game because it happened in December, right? Mm-hmm. It was right smack in the middle of non-conference play. This team was still trying to figure itself out. Arizona hadn't adjusted uh, their bench yet, right? They put uh, Pella Larson to the bench afterwards. And then, I mean, Arizona eventually beat Utah in McHale Center. But Utah had the blueprint to beat the Wildcats. But that was so early in the season, I don't really count that. So I like Arizona's chances against Stanford and Utah. But... Hey, it's the Pac-12. It's March Madness. Anything can happen. You got to come in and take care of business. Yeah, and these teams like Stanford and Utah, they're playing to be in the uh, you know March Madness, right? This, it's winter go home for them. It's winter go home. But I think that uh, there's two things that are in Arizona's favor. Number one, they play better with a chip on their shoulder. Azulis Tabellas and Kirk Kreisa have a chip on their shoulder. Kirk Kreisa didn't make any Pac-12 team, even honorable mention this year. He leads the league in assists. Uh, number two, this team plays better when the lights are the brightest. So you put the lights are really bright, tournament basketball, and playing with a chip in your shoulder. I like I like Arizona to be very successful this weekend in Vegas. Later on during last call, we are giving away a four-pack of tickets to a Tucson Roadrunners home game. So if you want tickets to go see any Roadrunners home game for the remainder of the regular season, stay tuned at 8.50. Between 8.50 and 9 o'clock, we will be giving away those four packs of tickets. Ready for very special guest, Ali? You, I know you love this guy because one, I mean, he's just the best dude ever. Yeah. But he's also a diehard Steelers fan, just like you. Yep. Todd Holtos, Pima women's basketball coach, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Coach, appreciate you joining us this morning. How's it going? Good morning, fellas. It's going well. It's playoff playoff game day. So uh, been up since the birds have been up. Well, yeah, talk about that game. You guys are taking on Chandler Gilbert Community College uh, at Pima West tonight at 7 p.m. It's playoff time. What do you make of the playoff matchup? And also, how would you summarize your team season up until this point? Well, I think that uh, any playoff matchup, you kind of toss out whatever's happened to this point. And so it just comes down to being ready. Uh going through all the details and for us it's protecting our home court we love playing at pima and we always have great crowds so playing in front of your home crowd is always an advantage the season so far uh i don't know that i could have been prouder of a group than i have in my 16 years this group has just been a blast to coach and when i say a blast i'm talking about just showing up every day ready to work no drama they take care of each other you know, and behind the scenes, they've been through a lot. We've just we've had to navigate a number of injuries, and for this group to be 23 and seven and the number one seed is probably, uh, you know, a real credit to their efforts, not so much the coaching. Yeah, coach, when you when you head into the playoffs and you're scouting the other team, you know, I, I always found this from the football end. I had to fight the urge of changing what we do really well and just continuing to focus on. On, on, on our fundamentals and, and, and not changing it up. Do you do you have the same kind of feeling when you're going to playoff basketball? Like, try not to change too much. Let's just continue to do what we do well. Yes. Sometimes I think coaches are their own worst enemy because you get to the playoffs and you're like, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. 
The reality is you're the number one seed for a reason. You need to trust what you've been doing for the first 30 games. Don't tinker with it. Don't get them out of rhythm. Just let the kids do what they know that they're supposed to do. And you're exactly right. Roz and I will sit there and we get on the verge of screwing it all up and we're like, wait a minute, let's just go back to what we've been doing and let them come to us. You mentioned Coach Roz, and you're referring to Jim Rosborough, uh, one of your assistant coaches, and also Lute Olson's longtime right-hand man, uh, both at Iowa and the University of Arizona. You know, you've spoken about him a, a lot, Coach, but how beneficial is it to have a guy like that on your staff with so much experience? Well, for me, as a, as a coach growing up, I grew up in Iowa, and, you know, and then I came to Tucson to chase my wife around until she said yes. And so I've actually <laughs> got to you know, admire Raj, uh, you know, from the outside for a number of years. And then having him on the staff the last 10 years has been awesome for me because the man, you know, I've, I'll never learn what he's learned. And so just having his knowledge and his ability to work with kids is, is phenomenal. And so it's a lot of fun in a lot of ways, just because, I get to pick his brain and just watch him in action. And so for me, you know, that helps me, you know, going down the road of my coaching career as well. How much does that man take pride in the practice element of basketball? Oh, he is a dog for the details. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's the one that wants to stay in rhythm and stay doing what we do and don't get fancy. And it's always funny because, you know, if you watch enough – TikTok or Instagram, you'll see all these basketball workouts and all these gadgets and toys and moves and what. <laughs> Roz would burn all of them if he could <laughs> and just give a basketball and two hoops and let's get to work. You know, Coach, uh, the, the best coaches like yourself are not only really good teachers, but they're lifelong learners too. Are, is there any resource or outlet that you go to to continuously uh, try to develop you know, your philosophies and, and continue to uh, learn the game and maybe some new things and keeping current. Where do you go for that stuff? Well, I just like to, like, I never want to get to a point in my career where I think I know it all. And I feel like our biggest strength as coaches is, or my, my philosophy is don't try to make the kids fit your system, see what you have and make it work. And so for me, I look at every year as kind of like a chemistry experiment and you have to take all the ingredients and you have to figure out what works best for them. And so, you know, learning different offenses or utilizing two posts as opposed to what that, that part of it's fun for me because that keeps me engaged and want me, you know, keeping me learning. And I think that today's kids are a lot different than when I first started at Pima 15 years ago. So I think, I think nowadays you have to be more in tune with the kids. And you can't coach the same way you did 15 or 16 years ago. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that as coaches, if you get stuck in a rut, the game will pass you by. And so I think that the biggest thing for for me, maybe it's because I have four kids as well, but just kind of somewhat trying to stay attached to what's going on with kids nowadays and how they do things and how they, you know, how they social interact and all these different things. I think you got to stay with them so that they know that you're still, you know, connected. Todd Holtas, Pima women's basketball coach, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. Uh, coach, the Aztecs this year went 23-7. Uh, and seven. As you enter the postseason, what is the identity of this year's team? Well, we're a really good 
defensive team and we're a really good rebounding team. And that bodes well for like playoff formats and championships and, you know, tournaments because you're not always going to shoot the ball well and you have to be able to rely on something. And I would much rather rely on stopping people and rebounding. And I think that this group personifies that because we have probably five or six kids that average between nine and 12 points, which makes us hard to scout. And they buy in to playing great defense, and they're tough. And so I think that, you know, once it becomes playoff time, like I said, you throw everything out the window, and it's about 40 minutes. That's the only thing you're promised right now is 40 more minutes. Is there, uh, you know, for, for all the years you coached, you know, when, when you're in pregame, are you able to look into the women's eyes and just know w- whether they're ready or not? Are there certain signs that you look for before the game even starts? Yep. Totally. I think that uh, every group's probably a little bit different, so it kind of depends on who your leaders are. But when the top five or six are loose and laughing and have a good shoot-around and good energy and it's loud, uh, this group plays music all the time, so that's when I kind of know that we're, we're ready to roll and I should probably just stay out of the way. <laughs> uh, but, Coach, to, to end the regular season, uh, you guys tripped up against uh, Eastern Arizona College uh, do you maybe like losing to end the regular season so your team plays with a chip on its shoulder, or, or what do you make of just losing that final game there at the end? Well, if you know anything about Eastern Arizona, they have about 10 D1 kids, and they're probably six inches bigger than us at every position. And so <laughs> only one team beat them this year so far. So I didn't really oh. take – you know, I didn't hang my head too bad after we lost. And – that game, we actually played really good defense. And I think they averaged 80 or 85 a game, and we held them to 59. And we got beat by 10 or 11, but I took a lot of positives out of it, out of it in terms of just our fight and our willingness to just stay in it and not back down and, you know, just be tough. And so I actually used that as a, as a positive sign, as more so than, you know, going in a loss. But anytime you get a loss, you never want to lose two in a row. And yeah. so the the mentality is like, okay, that that one's done. That means we got to win the next one. And I think that's what this group is focused on. Okay, I restrain myself. Pittsburgh Steelers. Time. I was gonna say, what 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 are we gonna do? I'm surprised we lasted this long. Yeah, I, was, I know. I know. I'm being <laughs> good. I was being good. First question I have, Todd, how many Mike yep. Tomlin cliches do you use with your team? The standard is the standard, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, I use them, but I don't think they know that I'm using them because I don't think they have a clue who Mike Tomlin is or <laughs> how much I care about the Steelers. They don't understand that the Aztecs are one and the Steelers are one A. So yeah, but uh, he said he says a lot. It's funny because and you know this, I'm sure, but he gets hammered on all the time, and I don't get it. And I listen to the guys that are in the locker room, and that's that. That for me is the people that I listen to, and I I love what he represents, and I think that he's a great leader of men, and anybody who says differently probably just doesn't pay attention. Yeah, they're, they're not intelligent whatsoever. And my favorite my favorite cliche of his is when you got red paint, you paint the barn red, right? Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. Keep so, simple, all right, question number two and three. Okay. We got a quarterback. Is Kenny Pickett the guy, and who are the Steelers taking in the first round this year? What position group would you like to see them take from? Well, I think that Kenny Pickett is the guy because if you keep trying to shoot for a quarterback, you're going to blow through too many drafts. And 
I tend to be an optimist when the Steelers come to drafting because they do a great job, you know, comparatively. I think that the number one thing we have to do is we have to get the offensive line shored up, and I think we have to get the defensive line some pieces so when Cam Hayward moves on, we're still young enough in that position because I feel like offensively we have weapons everywhere, and I think Pickett is good enough to utilize those weapons. Got to have the dogs up front now. You know, again, just another example of a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> that exudes intelligence surrounded by it and wisdom surrounded yeah. by it man. surrounded by it. yeah you, maybe some of it will rub off on you maybe i should become a Steelers fan oh my god hey yes. i don't know if you guys would say that if you saw me on sunday afternoons in my house with the six terrible towels flying all over the house and the <laughs> kids looking at me like what the hell's wrong with that guy and uh <laughs> so yeah i love it though yeah you know insanity is also an element of wisdom and intelligence that's okay i, I share that with <laughs> share that trait with you coach absolutely Todd Holtas, Pima women's basketball coach, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's playoff time for the Aztecs. They're taking on Chandler Gilbert Community College tonight at 7 p.m. at Pima West Aztec Gymnasium. Go check it out. Coach, thank you for your time, and best of luck to you and the Aztecs tonight. Yeah, good luck, Coach. All right. Thank you guys so much, and uh, it's nice that I catch you in the mornings as well in the afternoon. So I, I adapt my schedule to wherever Spears and Ali are. <laughs> ah, thank you, Coach. Love you. Yeah. Always appreciate the support. <laughs> I love the fact that Todd Holtos is a, a big time supporter of us. Like that, that warms my heart, man. Yeah. I love the fact that he changed his schedule. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to you guys in the mornings now. It, I know it's a big transition for everybody, but for Todd Holtos to make the transition, it's pretty cool. It's uh, he's uh, he's just a great guy. The best. I mean, it's also great that he enjoys our show so much. But he's a great guy, and he's one of those, you know, components that make our community a better place. And what he's done with the women Aztecs. It's been incredible over the last 15 years. I mean, this team is always good. He's got a great culture. They represent their school and the community in a positive manner. Um, you know, I love coaches. You know I love coaches. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and Coach Holtas is one of the best of the best. Mm. And uh, Pima uh, men's basketball team, they got a big win over Phoenix Community College in the playoffs. Uh, so they're moving on. Brian Peabody, shout out to him. Uh, great men's basketball coach. Todd Holtus, great women's basketball coach. And then you got the U of A with Tommy Lloyd and Adia Barnes. Yeah. Coaching's pretty good at the basketball level here in Tucson. Absolutely. But... And, you know, for, at Pima in the athletic department, coaching is good up and down the lineup. Look at soccer. Look at yeah, baseball. Absolutely. I mean, Pima athletics, man, if you haven't caught a game or haven't followed them, start because they're really good. Pretty damn good, man. All right, let's uh, take a look around the NBA. Pau Gasol had his jersey retired last night at Crypto.com Arena. You're going to get emotional? So weird saying that. You're going to cry. I'm going to get emotional. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Let it go, man. We'll we'll, we'll talk about Kevin Durant's uh, Phoenix Suns home debut at Footprint.com Center. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. ESPN Tucson has great deals for you from local businesses. Right now, you can find half-off deals from Bookstore Southwest Adult Shop, Allure Medical, Miller Surplus, The Landing, and more. Find out the latest half-price Friday deals and save some money seven days a week at ESPNTucson.com. So, Ali, NBA, lots happening in the National Basketball Association. Last night, we saw the Los Angeles Lakers take on the Memphis Grizzlies, and it was... 
a very uh, emotional night because Pau Gasol, Lakers legend, who also played for the Grizzlies, uh, he had his jersey retired at Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as Staples Center. And Andrew, if you get this clip ready um, of the the ceremony, which was just very awesome. Uh, You know, Pau Gasol, two-time champion. When he was with the Lakers, he was one of the best power forwards in the NBA, right? When you talk about the... When he was at, like, the height of his career with the Lakers, top power forwards, you put him up there, obviously Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, and then Pau Gasol. So he was in it with an elite class of, of power forwards, and him and Kobe Bryant together won two championships. They went to three, and Kobe Bryant will, will tell you. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal, them two together were so dominant, but Pau Gasol was one of his best teammates. And Pau Gasol is a great man as well. Uh, I think it's so cool to see him have a, gr- a profound impact on the Bryant family. Uh, you still see Pau Gasol visiting Vanessa Bryant and Kobe's kids and be Uncle Pau. And so they've had a, a great relationship together. And Kobe Bryant said many years ago before he passed away that Pau Gasol, when he gets his jersey retired, he will get his jersey retired. And it will be right next to mine. And I cannot wait to see him grab that microphone, stand center court, and give his speech. And obviously Kobe Bryant wasn't able to see it. But Pau Gasol gave a very great speech and gave a shout-out to his late great friend, Kobe Bryant. But I can't go on without talking about the person in the face that I don't see. Uh, The brother that elevated me, inspired me, challenged me to be a better player just to be a better man overall. I miss him. I miss him so much, like many of us do. I love him. I wish he was here with Gigi. I really do. Uh, But I think he'll be proud. And he was looking forward to this moment. So, I love you, brother. Great moment last night for Pau Gasol. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Kobe, Kobe needed to win some championships without Shaquille O'Neal to solidify his legacy. And uh, I don't think he does it without Pau Gasol. So one of the great, another great Jerry West trade. Was it Jerry West or Mitch Kupchak at that time? I think it was Kupchak. It was Kupchak. All right, I'll give Kupchak a check. (laughs) Uh, So good job, Kup. Um, Now he's with the Hornets, I think. He is. Yeah. Yeah, not not doing as good. But, uh, you know, I also also found it, you know, really interesting. I think it's uh, that Netflix documentary. On the what Olympic team? What year was it? Oh, redeem team. Redeem team, right? And Kobe was on that team, and uh, Kobe was instrumental on that team. And they played Spain, and they're like, "Oh, you're playing, buddy, Pau Gasol. Are you gonna take it easy on him?" And Kobe's like, "Okay, I'll show you." Mm-hmm. And first play of the game, Pau Gasol sets a screen, and Kobe Bryant went through him like, uh, "What's what's the Terry Tate, the office linebacker?" <laughs> Yeah. Put him on his butt, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, because yeah. well, Pau Gasol said he... leading up to the Olympic Games, uh, Kobe actually went and visited him. Like he, they were staying together, like w- with his teammates and all that. And Kobe went to their little apartment that they were staying, the hotel room. And all of his teammates were like, "Oh my gosh, that's Kobe Bryant." They were just so starstruck to see Kobe, yeah, v- right here in the flesh. And Pau Gasol was like. I think he did that to soften me up. He did that to kind of oh, yeah. relax me a little bit, to let me know that there's no animosity in this gold medal game. 
he really did it to soften me up. And the his Kobe's teammates like LeBron, Carmelo, they all thought Kobe's going up against Powell. Okay, let, let's see how this goes. And Kobe, like you said, Pau Gasol sets the screen on the first play. And Kobe told those guys in the pregame huddle, I'm running through his bleeping chest. Yeah. I don't give a bleep if he's my teammate. I'm running through his bleeping chest. And first play, bam, Pau Gasol ends up on his butt. And Pau, and, and Kobe looks at him like, yeah, what? Let's do, let's get it. Yeah. And then gold medal game happened. And man. I think that was good for Pau. I think that kind of intensity, I think if you had any criticism of him when he was with Memphis before he came to the Lakers is – you know, he didn't really have that edge. I think Kobe was good for him for that respect. I also think Powell was good for Kobe. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It's okay to be friends. It's okay to have a life outside of basketball. I think Powell had a tremendous influence on him in that respect. Well, Kobe gave Powell that edge that you're referring to because uh, when Powell came over from the Grizzlies, at that time it was a Black Swan, the movie w- was popular. Yeah. He said, no, you're playing too much like White Swan. When you were with the Grizzlies, you were White Swan. You were that finesse, power forward, a little bit soft. When you're playing with me, you got to have that kind of edge. And Kobe instilled that into Powell every single day. Powell Gasol is not the player that he is without Kobe Bryant. And so they made each other better. Yeah, like me and you. Absolutely. So you put up a like a little GIF when we announced our show, and it was Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, except we're we're not gonna we're not gonna fall apart. No, no, We're going to no. win several championships together beyond the three-peat. But I think, and I guess Andrew can verify this, you're definitely Kobe. Yes, because Shaquille O'Neal is a larger-than-life personality, so dominant. Together, we're an unstoppable force. And, yeah, I'm, I'm the Black Mamba. You, you are the Black Mamba. Yeah, I was like, you know what? That's a good – we are. Yeah, we're not going to – we're not. We're, I'm not going to do raps uh, uh, about uh, – <laughs> Dissing me? Dissing you, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, can, I don't even know how I can say it without being <laughs> getting in trouble. So. Insensitive. Yeah. But, we we uh, know what you meant. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those guys, it's, it's awesome when you see people that make each other better and you surround yourself. That's that's secret to life, man. As, as a young guy or anybody out there knows, as a parent that you tell your kids, surround yourself with people that make you better, that accentuate mm-hmm. you. And, uh, you know, Pau Gasol. And Kobe definitely made each other better. It was a reciprocal relationship. And, man, I loved watching him play, and I'm so happy he got his number retired. Um, he might be one of the most – one of the greatest gentlemen uh, of sports because he's a, just a class act. Absolutely. So they, they put Pau Gasol's 16 next to the Kobe's 24. Do they put 8 next to Shaquille O'Neal's 34? I didn't see that. I know 24 is next to 16 in the rafters. But it would be cool to see number 8 next to 34. Like yeah. the, the two teammates that really define Kobe Bryant's career. You're really all about the aesthetics, huh? I'm all about aesthetics, Yeah, baby. you are. You are. <laughs> and yet you dress like that. It's weird. What a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I, okay, first of all, I'm wearing Crocs because I'm about to get on a plane. Yeah. I got to be able to take them off at TSA. Well, what's bothering you today? Because you got the rebar going. Captain, you got like the, you're like the devil, uh, the, the hot sauce devil guy. The Duke blue devil? Yeah, you're twisting your beard. <laughs> You ever, you ever seen that that red hot devil hot sauce? Red devil, like, like red, red devil, right? Red yeah. devil. Dude, you got you're going red devil, total red, red devil, devil on me. Yeah, you got the like the, the Captain Twisty <laughs> beer thing. You okay? It's, it's a stressful time of year. March for me is always a stressful time. Oh, all right. Just so busy with work and then travel and all that stuff. Got to make this transition into the morning show. It's it's been a lot. So I've been 
twisting away at my beard. Well, we're on the air and everybody's listening. So, am I adding to your stress at all? Unleash. Not at all, man. Unleash. Not at all. Unleash. <laughs> yeah. Unleash. Yeah. SNL has forever enhanced the way I hear the word unleash. Unleash. Thanks to their Colligard skit. Type but. SNL Colligard. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it was so it was weird timing too, leading up to the Colligard classic. I know. It's and just you know amazing, what? amazing. The the, uh, the the person that was in charge of Colgard here in Tucson was asked about it, and much, 100% much to his credit, they asked him, what did you think about the SNL skit? And he just looked at the reporter and said, unleash, baby. Unleash, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, was Jerry Kelly, who's sponsored by Colgard, yeah. that's what he said. Like, I'm going to go up on the tee box, and I'm just going to absolutely unleash. Yeah. That was, that was the word of the, word of the week at Colgard Classic Unleash. Um, tonight, though, Ali, we the get Suns to see are unleash on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder, no doubt. Thirteen and a half points. That was a lot of points. I don't know if I'm giving up those that kind of. But Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, those two together scoring a lot of points. Uh, fourth most points by a duo in the, their first three games together. Yeah. Um, but Oklahoma City's a sneaky good team this year, man. I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander again went for over thirty last night. Giddy is doing good. They beat the Golden State Warriors. I think it was like 130, 138 to one, you know, 134 or something like that. I don't know. But the six Jalen Williams that they have. The seven Jalen Williams. Yeah. <laughs> um, All spelled differently. Yeah. The, the, Somehow. The, the seventh sign of the apocalypse is five Jalen Williams walk out of the Oklahoma City locker room. <laughs> they're a good team, man, and they're not. They're they're they don't get a lot of uh, they don't get a lot of primetime games. This is going to be a primetime game. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to give Suns everything they have. We'll see. Yeah, but it's going to be bonkers in that stadium tonight. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, they are they are a contender to win the championship. I still think Milwaukee and Boston are better. Uh, I still think Denver is going to give them a hard time, but they're really good. Denver? In that stat pattern, Nikola Jokic? Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Did you see that Giannis, yeah, he, what Giannis did? The, At the end of the game, he went and he ran down the other uh, to the other end of the floor, and he threw the ball under the rim to get the tenth rebound to get a triple double. They took it away, and the NBA took it away. So Jan and I love Giannis. I love Giannis. I don't have negative thing to say about the guy. A true ambassador of the game. Seems like a really jovial, great guy. Nobody gives him a hard time about it. And they're like they call Jokic a, a, st- a stat pattern who, who earns every single stat. Yeah. That guy is going to – you know what? That guy's going to win the third straight MVP, and he's going to deserve it. Absolutely. <laughs> they took it away for Giannis because it wasn't the form of shooting. Yeah. Had Giannis went down the court and actually, like, attempted a shot rather than just kind of – Threw it under the rim. A half-assed lob to go in. Yeah. <laughs> off the backboard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, Denver's, Denver's tough. Now, Memphis, I'm worried about Memphis because I don't know if John Morant – you know, let's see when he's going to come back. Hopefully – you know, he's 23 years old, man, and hopefully he learned from this mistake. And, it, uh, you know, there's been a series of things where he's been kind of acting like a punk. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not this, it's not who we thought he was when he came from Murray State as this unheralded guy that didn't get recruited by anybody else and made himself into one of the best basketball players, one of the guys that most people, young people, buy his jersey. He's the next generation. He's, they're, he's primed to be the next superstar of the NBA. Hopefully this was the straw that broke the camel's back and he starts understanding like hey you know what i have i gotta stop hanging around guys that bring me down don't make me better yep or sometimes you're the guy 
you're you're the bad influence. Hopefully he's not. That he's guy. the root of it. Yeah, hopefully Maybe. not. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, let's talk to Henry Breen, my colleague from the Arizona Daily Star, who recently wrote a story about live golf at Dove Mountain in the chop down of a couple of saguaro cacti, which is a big no-no here in Southern Arizona. We're going to talk about that coming up next. Have you noticed that the way Justin's beard is twisted tells you where his emotions are for the day? So if any of you want to know what is on the mind of Justin Spears and what's he thinking about, you can read it just like you would Braille if you couldn't see (laughs) by what you see or feel in his beard. And I always like seeing him when he comes to the studio. And if there's a couple of little ones, I'm like, all right, my man's good. If I see the big rebarb, it's like, dude, you good? What what do we need to talk about? (laughs) Welcome back to Spears and Ali, unleashing sports on the Tucson and Southern Arizona community. You'll be proud of this, Ali. Yeah, I am proud. This song was in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it was. Okay. (laughs) See, I do do know pop culture references without Family Guy. uh, Who was uh, dancing to that song? John Travolta and Uma Thurman. Dude, well done. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Miracles are possible. 1980 U.S. men's hockey team beats Russia, and Justin Spears comes up with a pop reference, pop culture reference that has nothing to do with Family Guy. It's great. Anything is possible. <laughs> All right, so Live Golf is coming to Tucson in here about a couple weeks or so, and they'll be at Dove Mountain, the gallery, and uh, there's a little bit of controversy regarding uh, Dove Mountain right now. Apparently, a couple of uh, cacti were removed from the grounds to make room for live golf uh here to talk about it is henry breen my colleague from the arizona daily star who joins us here on espn radio henry thank you for your time how's it going hey guys hey welcome to the mornings i uh, appreciate it uh it's a, a unique transition but uh we're, we're making it happen i enjoy the mornings a lot but henry we definitely learned which one of our friends are up in the morning and those that uh, stay up too late yeah we've learned that <laughs> Uh, but let's talk yeah. about uh, your story uh, in the Arizona Daily Star. What can you tell us about the details regarding this live golf tour in the cactus at Dove Mountain? Yeah, so um, I first heard about this from uh, the Nextdoor app, uh, where people were kind of going crazy about it. Um, a golfer playing out at uh, the Gallery Golf Club on February 7th noticed um, two soros, mature soros, probably about 15 feet tall, each of them, uh, being cut down by, uh, by a, a landscaping crew. They were using a chainsaw to cut it, cut it down in sections and, and using pitchforks to throw it in the back of the truck. And uh, he was uh, he was kind of shocked by the sight, and so he shot a video with his cell phone and, and then shared the video around, and it went kind of viral, as you might guess here in Tucson. People love their saguaros. And uh, so the whole the golf course is under investigation from the Arizona Department of Agriculture uh, because it, it appears they may have um, failed to... to uh, to give notice to the Department of Agriculture before cutting down these soros. I guess it's legal for you to cut them down as long as you give the proper notice to the Department of Agriculture, but apparently that hasn't happened. Henry, just so that we get our facts straight here, was this Dove Mountain uh, that uh, cut down the saguaros, or was it the live tour itself? Well, it wasn't the live tour itself. It, it doesn't appear that way. It was... It, it, it was a, a landscaping crew. And there's no question about that. The folks at the Gallery Golf Club uh, actually would not speak to me. They declined to comment on my story. Since then, though, they, uh, the general manager there at the, uh, at the Gallery told the Arizona Republic that um, 
they're basically blaming it on a, a landscaping company um, that was doing work for them on the course. Uh, and according to this general manager, cut down the saguaro without without their knowledge. They were under the impression that the saguaros were going to be relocated, but instead they were cut down. Um, this doesn't exactly match with some previous statements that were put out by the golf course um, to other media outlets. Um, and honestly, I have some questions that they haven't answered for me yet about, um, you know, if they were planning to move the saguaros. They had already built viewing platforms around the two cactus. Um, so I find it hard to believe that they were planning to move these cactus but build platforms around them. Um, it, it, it just doesn't really make sense to me. And Henry, what's the penalty for, without getting a, uh, a license or certification or permission, for cutting down a saguaro cactus in the state of Arizona? Well, it sort of depends. Um, if, if they decide it's a willful violation um, of the, the native plant rules, it can be uh, uh, a more serious misdemeanor. But if it's a, sort of an accident, uh, oops, sort of thing, um, the, the penalties are uh, like the lowest level of misdemeanor charge. It can be up to a month in jail and a fine of up to $500. It's not a huge flop on the rest. I think it's been a much bigger um, PR issue for the galleries and, and maybe live golf by extension um, uh, than the actual penalties in the state. But um, it's certainly, it's caused quite an uproar, and people really don't like seeing a chainsaw taken to, to two healthy-looking saguaro cactus. Yeah. Well, and, and what was the motive to, to I mean, cut them down? I'm assuming it's all to make room for maybe tents or stages for the live golf tour. Yeah. Um, based on the video and based on what this golfer told me, um, the two cactus were basically where a viewing platform was being built between, I guess the first and the 18th hole in the South course at the gallery. Um, so, uh, my understanding is some sort of hospitality tent or some sort of viewing platform was being built there. And these two Soros were, uh, apparently the way it looks to me from the video like their initial plan might have been to actually build the platforms around the soils and leave the soils in place and have them sort of just sticking up through the platform, which might have been kind of cool, actually, for people out there at the golf tournament who maybe aren't from Arizona get up close and personal with a soil. But for whatever reason, um, they changed their minds, apparently, and you can see these guys in the video literally standing on this viewing platform while they cut down the soil with a chainsaw. And wow. just raises a lot of questions about... Um, about what was going on. The golfers initially said that they wanted to transplant them, but they turned out the cactuses were unstable and had to be cut down. Uh, but again, um, it's just really hard to to, to uh, connect that to what you see in the video. Yeah. Henry Breen from the Arizona Daily Star joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. You can find his story on the cacti getting cut down at the gallery on Tucson.com. You can also follow him on Twitter as well. Ali, you're going to like this Twitter handle a lot. Oh, give it to me. It's at Refried Breen. Oh. Isn't that the best? It just makes me know that this guy and I could be best friends. <laughs> Henry and I can be best friends. That's all I know. <laughs> Henry, thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Yeah, two things you don't want to do in Tucson. Uh, unilaterally cut down saguaro cacti. And number two gets sideways with an HOA anywhere around the University of Arizona. Those are those two things are going to cause you quite a bit of consternation. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, if you want to weigh in on this uh, cactus situation at Dove Mountain in the gallery, 719-1490 is that phone number, 719-1490. We're also giving away a four-pack of tickets to a Tucson Roadrunners home game. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. 
Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. It's not a Spears and Ali without a ticket giveaway. Right now, we are giving away a four-pack of tickets to a Tucson Roadrunners home game. Any home game for the rest of the season. All you got to do is call into 719-1490, 719-1490, caller number one, getting those tickets. 719-1490, caller one, will get a four-pack of tickets to a Tucson Roadrunners home game. And I would suggest when you whoever calls in and wins those tickets, 719-1490, uh, Look for what the promo is that day with the Roadrunners because they do some really cool pr- uh, promotional things on different games. And they're all good, but, you know, t- t- do your research. Do your due diligence. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I had a, I had a crush on Dolly Parton, man. <laughs> I, I, really? I, absolutely. <laughs> she is a very, very handsome woman. Very <laughs> handsome woman. And she's amazing. She's got, like, perky personality. She's always seems so happy. Um extremely talented i think i think i think my dad had a crush on dolly parton too oh yeah yeah she's like mo this generational crush mo wanted to mo of dolly parton he loved Dolly. he used to have a dolly parton lookalike contest at the maverick when he owned it and (laughs) i don't think there was a more popular night at the maverick than a bunch of people dressed up like dolly parton that's amazing really amazing (laughs) all right ali uh we got a few minutes left here before uh we close out the show uh, this is our last show in Tucson for this week. You ready for Vegas, buddy? Tomorrow and Friday, Spears and Ali takes on Las Vegas. And just staying with the theme of the day, are we going to unleash on Sin City? Oh, we're going to unleash. All right. We're going to unleash on Sin City. Good, because uh, it's, it's good for you. In the wee hours yeah, of the morning. At least once a day. Got to yeah. unleash. <laughs> it's going to be uh, weird for us because uh, we're on that Pacific time, baby. I so know. it's going to be from 6 to 8 a.m., Vegas time, yeah. seven to nine here in Tucson. Yeah. Are you are you gonna catch some sleep or are you gonna maybe pull an all nighter? No, I'm not pulling an all nighter. I mean, you can stay in the casinos because remember they pump in that oxygen, so yeah. it keeps you up. I'm gonna talk big Just, about uh, you know, staying up all night and then going and doing the show, but uh, definitely with you on Thursday. We'll see about Friday. Friday's a coin flip. It's gonna it's be a late game. game on Thursday, it's so it's gonna be a late game. I I, I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. Because. I'm going to be covering the game for the Arizona Daily Star. I probably won't be going to bed until about 1 o'clock in yeah. the morning. And then i got to sleep three hours, four hours, get up, get into Uber, and then go to our Las Vegas affiliate up there. Well, and if and, Arizona takes care of business, you know, I'm going to be around a lot of people that I know and like uh, that, uh, you know, we're going to want to celebrate the victory. So I'm trying to be practical here and say that you got this on Friday. that kids is what we call foreshadowing yeah yeah maybe maybe i'll call in for the last segment of the show man from live from the casino with with a fat tuesday daiquiri in hand look this is this is my voice after one week of the collegar classic i'm going to be sound like peter brady during his (laughs) pubescent days on monday's show for sure (laughs) Well, Arizona, they'll await the uh, winner of Stanford versus Utah. That'll be a good and game. I'm, I'm excited for that game on Thursday. But Stanford versus Utah tonight, who do you think wins? Um, Stanford has got so many talented guys. I don't understand why they have not played better this year. Harrison Ingram, right? Harrison Ingram is really good. Um, and, you know, they played really well against us. He played really well against us. Uh, what's this, is it Spencer Jones? Spencer Jones. Yeah, he's really good. 
Um, and you look at them and their size and their length, and you're just like, man, why are you guys not better? That being said, I think Utah might be a better basketball team. So I'm going to say uh, rubber match, Arizona-Utah on Thursday. I like Utah a lot. Uh, Brandon Carlson, that matchup. I mean, the Carlson brothers uh, against Arizona uh, have been awesome this year. And Utah, remember, once upon a time— By the way, I wanted him to know when he was here that, hey, you know, transfer portal's available to Bellis Leaves. That guy is good. He is. He yeah. is. And it's not like we haven't taken a Utah player before to transfer portal. Yeah, Luke Kristoviak. Well, I was thinking Pelton oh, okay. Larson. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're talking yes. about the, the, the walk, walk-on legend. Yeah, he is a walk-on Luke, legend. Luke Kristoviak. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got that sexy bald head just like me. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, Utah has been overall the better team throughout the year. I think it's going to be a really good game, though. Absolutely. You're going to watch. So part of your duties at the star, do you watch games other than Arizona? Yep. I always watch the, the matchup beforehand. So I will be in Vegas watching the, the Stanford Utah game. It, you know, Utah, remember not long ago, we were talking about them being an NCAA tournament team. Yeah. You know, they were, when Arizona played them the second time around, wasn't it for like battle of third place? Like it, it was Arizona number two, Utah was number three or something like that. So well, it was for a battle of second place. Uh, battle, loser, sec, yeah. battle of second place, yeah. yes. But the, Utah was right up there in the top of the Pac-12 rankings or the standings. And we all thought, hey, the Utes might actually be a tournament team this year. And they've kind of fallen off to, to end the regular season. But with that being said, it's March. Anything goes. They're going to play hungry. They've beaten Arizona once before, so they somewhat have a blueprint, although that was early in non-conference play, yeah, right know. smack in the middle. I, I take that game with a grain of salt. I think the game that we saw down here in Tucson is more like what you're going to get when these two teams meet on Thursday. And there's two things really going for Arizona this year, uh, or into the tournament, I should say. Uh, the team has got a chip on his shoulder with uh, on his shoulder with Azulis Tubelis not being player of the year, with Kirk Creasa not making any of the you know three honor teams, first team, second team, or honorable mention. Didn't get a sniff. Not a sniff. Leads the league in assists. And uh, number two, this is a team that plays best when the lights are on, and the brighter the lights, the better it plays. And the lights aren't brighter than in tournament play. Kylan Boswell continuing to improve. Um, he got honorable mention for the All Pac-12 freshman team. Yeah, I think if did you know he turns 18 in April? Really? Yeah. Wait, he's only he, 17. He's 17. Well, see, I was going to I twist the the joke a little bit. He's turning 18 in April. He's turning, he doesn't turn 18 until April. Yeah. Wow. But uh, his maturation and uh, you know Tommy Lloyd in his interview with us on the first day of Monday is really interesting that Kylan Boswell was going to be a senior in high school this year and and not come to Arizona till next year until he until he hurt his foot. And then it's like, why not come down to Arizona, get your rehab here, we'll work you in slowly. And uh, he actually came back sooner than anybody predicted and has really, uh, I mean, this is an obvious, you know, Captain Obvious statement, but man, he has really, really matured and evolved as a player uh, since since the beginning of the season. I wonder if he's the youngest Pac-12, or youngest player to play in the Pac-12 tournament. 17 years old. Not Not often do you see that. No, not, the cause a, not often at all. All right, we'll see what the Arizona Wildcats will do and who they'll face, Stanford or Utah. We'll be live from Las Vegas tomorrow morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson. Let's go! Vegas!